Welcome to the Wealthy Money Property Podcast, your ultimate resource to unlocking your inner property guru and building a property investment portfolio. Now, introducing your host for the show. Hey, hey, property magicians. Hi there. This is Dr. Miranda, Prop Doc Mom. I am here flying solo because Vangile, oh my goodness, my co-host Vangile Makwakwa, she is out somewhere trying to deliver her journals, the Wealthy Money journals and um, the Next Level U journals before Christmas. So she has got logistics galore to deal with. So today I am flying solo. We are on episode 104 today, 104, and um, our special guest today is Ubaging Ben Malapile, and I am going to tell you all about him in a little bit. So my name is Dr. Miranda Prop Doc Mom. I am a property mentor and property investor. I mentor beginner property investors so that I can bring you from your anxiety, from your fear, from your reluctance to trusting the investment journey and to buying your first property or investing in your first property, whichever way you do it. So today, my guest, as I said, on episode 104 is Ubaging Malapile, and I'm going to tell you how I found Ubaging. I follow the SAPIN, the South African Property Investors Network, and there was Ubaging. He was a nominee, nominee in one of their categories for Investor of the Year in the growth, most growth uh, category, I think, of property investors. And his story just inspired me. He, he kept appearing on my Facebook. I don't even know how, how it happened, but that's how, that's how it happened. And I slipped into, into his DM and introduced myself, wrote my full story there that we are always looking for inspiring stories for our podcast. And he, lo and behold, 16 hours later, he responded and here we are. And um, so today I am doing a solo, solo episode. So forgive me already for all the glitches or anything that may go wrong. Um, my my co-host will be here for, for the next episode and I hope to see you there. So let's get into this episode without any waste of time. I am gonna introduce um, again. Aha. Hello, hello. Hi, Ubaging. Hi. Thank you for coming and thank you for trusting a stranger on your DM and saying <laughs> yes to the podcast. <laughs> Yo, I, I, I really don't like DMs myself. Okay, Ubaging. Kiting on okay. Linna Kiting. I am. Yeah, I'm running the podcast on my own today. Totally nervous, but let's do it. So tell me, Ubaging, tell us a bit about yourself, about your background, and how do you identify yourself as a human being? Okay, so um, I was born in, born and raised in Kempton Park. Uh, Kempton oh, Park, okay. 
Yeah, um, my mom used to be a teacher and my dad worked for the municipality. Please speak into your speaker. You, I keep losing you. My listeners okay. are going to struggle. <clears throat> Don't move too much. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, as I was saying, I was born and raised in Kempton Park, Kempton Park, Sambisa. Uh, went to my parent. My mom was a teacher. She worked in in, in, in Ivory. I don't know if you know where. Ivory, I know. Yeah. Uh, okay. And then my dad worked for uh, the municipality. Sure. And he was also um, a, a reverend. So, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm the second born out of and then I went to Bichakas Primary and then to Nokam High and then I uh, went on to the University of Pretoria and yeah, today I'm here. And what did you study? Um, I studied mathematical science. Oh my goodness, yeah, okay. Yeah. So when, do you work... Um, do you work? How, how do you identify yourself, yourself? Oh, okay. So, well, now currently I'm a property investor at ENB Host and I'm a real estate agent at Harcourt's Real Estate in Voice. Oh, I see. So you're a real estate agent. Okay. Yes, I am. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. So how did you even become a... <laughs> a... a, 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 a um, property investor when you first bought your property where you did you know that you are buying real estate for investing or did you were you just buying a roof over your head how did how did that even happen your first property so my first property happened after being in the industry for three years so when i was 20 in 2017 um, I read Rich Dad Poor Dad, and then after reading that book, uh, everything changed, and I decided that okay, I'm going to invest in income generating estates, and in this case, property. So I started attending the course, Google the two day course, getting a coach, and that whole process of learning how to right. invest in property. Yeah, right. and then after three years of doing that, learning as much as I can, raising funds and all of that. Then I bought my first property, which was an investment property. Is it? And yes. what did you buy? Did you buy uh, an apartment? Did you buy a house? What did you buy? I bought a flat in, in, in Sunnyside. So an apartment. An apartment, Sunnyside. One bed, yeah. two bed? Two bed. Ah, okay. And were you working as a real estate agent at the time already or were you in another job? Not at How the time. How did you qualify to buy a, a, a property? Whew, yeah, that was, a, <laughs> <laughs> that was the hardest part of buying the property, qualifying. Yeah. So Why? So, uh, you, you know, I think... Anyone who's who started the property investment chain, especially when you start, uh, you you come across a lot of uh, how do you invest in property with no or little money. Yeah. So, so I I I had that idea in my head that okay, I don't need money or I only need small money in order for me to to make this work. And mind you, at the time I, I had no job, no income, nothing of that sort. So, right. but but I did 
yeah, no money, low, low money, no money, low money. So, you know, uh, I'd go out, find these, these, these deals, sign offers. And then when it was time for money, it was a problem because now I had to go raise money with other investors and a lot of investors, they don't like uh, cash flow uh, renting out. They, you know, they normally prefer uh, flips. So it, it was a long, long journey in order for me to be able to finance my first property. But how did you get over that hurdle? So um, I so luckily the property, the first property that I bought was cheap. So something uh, I discovered was that I should invest in what I, I personally can afford. So um, I, find, I found a 2.5 bed flat, which was in horrible distress. And then we bought it for 350 cash. So I, I managed to partner up with an angel investor and then they brought the financing and then I did the deal and all of that and then we split the profits. So you partnered with someone to buy a 350,000 flat in Sunnyside. And, did you, and then did you do a flip on it? No, we what did flip you on do? it today. So what we oh. did is that... Um, the lounge, it's a very, very big lounge. So we partitioned it and added two rooms in the lounge. So, okay. it's, so now it moved from a 2.5 bed to a 4.5. You can easily say it's a 5 bed. And five then bed. Each, mm-hmm. yeah, each room has its own tenant. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And what is the cash flow on that, on that first property of yours? That is so awesome to hear. So the, the, the total revenue when it's fully let out is 9,600. Mm-hmm. And then after all expenses, the cash flow is 5,000. 5,000. That's not bad. Mm-hmm. That is not bad. So that was your first property. Yes. And I like the fact that you say, so you partnered with someone who had, who had cash and you brought the deal. Yes, that's true. Mm-hmm. And where did you get the money to partition? Because that's that's a refurbishment. I know it's minimal refurbishment, but it is refurbishment all the same. From the same investor. So all from in the all, same investor. Yeah. Mm. So all in all, we spent uh, four hundred and fifty thousand. Four hundred and fifty thousand. Yes. To get it to get it to be habitable and to get the tenants. Correct. Mm. Who runs the Who runs the property management of that um, of that prop, of that property? I I run it myself, um, okay. but also my my younger sister stays not too far from it, so um, I I do so with her. So if there's anything that needs physical attention, she can always help out with that. Mm-hmm. 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 Awesome! That is just amazing to hear, and. I want to hear about your meeting with the property investor, the person that brought the cash. We talk about it all the time on this podcast. How did you bring this person to believe in the dream, to understand where you're going? And how, how, how did you manage this partnership with that person? Where, where is it managed? Is there a contract? How did you manage it? What sort of an investor was it? Someone you met or someone that knows you? Okay, so it's kind of someone who knows me. 
But yeah. however, um, you know, people people are always watching. So when I started, I I, I shared with everyone that I'm in property and all of that. And you know, I, I I've got YouTube videos. Can just search for Malabila where I talk about property investing and all. Sure. So this investor obviously, uh, you know, uh, was interested in property, but they believe that they they don't have the time to actively invest. But you know. They they kept watching me and and, and watching my trajectory and then they decided, and then um, you know they told me that you know what I can see that you are serious about this and all of that so if you have a deal uh, um, below five hundred thousand just let me know and then we can see what we'll do and then obviously I I, I looked for one and then once we found one then uh, we partnered together and then did the deal. He- like literally from your YouTube videos, they could see your commitment. It's not someone that, it's not a relative. No, they saw, they saw the commitment. They saw that. Sure, oh, sure. I'm serious that about is, it. That is incredible. That is incredible. And by the time you were buying this, um, this, this, this flat in Sunnyside, did you, did you know the strategy you wanted to employ or was it because the flat came up that you, you then you changed your oh. strategy into, yeah? Okay, so when I just started, I met uh, an investor called Nedi um, Maila. So he was my mentor at the time. So he had, oh, a, okay. he had a portfolio probably six properties yeah 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 get another and then so uh, working with him i knew i i learned the 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 insides of uh, of property investing like you know in in podcasts like these there's things that we don't talk about like the actual managing of the place and i know hey i know so, yeah <laughs> so uh, i was fortunate enough to learn that hands-on and then through him, I, I, I slowly discovered the strategy that I wanted myself, okay. which was, so my, my whole purpose for this was for cash flow to make money every single month, not to flip or anything like that. So even when I started looking for investments in Sunnyside, I was looking for those where I can buy and hold instead of buy and fix up and, and then resell. And resell, I see, yeah. I see. I see. This is such an important thing, um, because most people will say they are going into property and they really haven't sorted out in their head what into property means, right? They don't know why why they are buying and how long they are going to hold, if they are going to hold. And then property management, as you say, can wipe you out. It totally exhausts you or you just give up out of frustration. Correct. (laughs) Yeah, you just give up. (laughs) So, so, So tell me, the, the challenges of, of owning a, a multi, multi-let property like that, have you experienced any uh, that you can share or this one really has, has worked smoothly? Hey, there's a lot I can share. <laughs> oh, please. <laughs> That's the well, juice. That's the juice so that everyone doesn't think it's a bed of roses. But at the same time, there's cash flow, you know, there's cash flow. So yes. you, you stay because there's cash flow. Correct. Share with us what, what, what has been your three biggest challenges and how have you gotten over them? 
Okay, so the first one uh, it's renovation. So yo, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. no one can can it doesn't matter what I tell you, there's no way I can prepare you for contractors. They are contractors. Yeah, hey, that's what's for ah no you have a that's because you 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 were not you were not networking with us us we've got super duper contractors man you must talk to us so i hear you um, i hear you you. with them man um i mean the guy i use is great in his job like you know every time i i look at the flat i'm so happy yeah wow but the thing is at the end of the day, you are the investor, you are the owner. They don't feel your pain. So they can, what's a day to them? One day. Yeah, what's a day? Tuesday, maybe I could be like, I was. Hey, Wednesday. Because Friday, yes, and then you're going So, so. <laughs> You know, those are those are challenges. Sometimes, if you don't pay attention to the materials, they can always take advantage of that. Right, right. So you 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 have to you know, there's no such thing as a passive investment where you don't do anything. You do do something. So, um, if you can be detailed and make sure or the material is sharp, and you know you hold them to to schedule and you. You hold them, them to schedule mm-hmm. yeah that 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 helps and then the second thing is vacancy Eesh, yes so vacancy i don't think there's an investor out there who when he plans is like yeah what if we make uh we sit with the property that's empty for six months no one I thinks know. about it like that you know, I know. We, when we when we run our numbers we run our numbers with it fully let so uh, you know, after three months of renovations, eventually when you're finally done, and then there's no tenants. Yeah. And then obviously it was COVID, so because of COVID, rents have gone down. Tenants mm-hmm. have been less. Some tenants have even gone home, so the rental market is has been squeezed out. Mm-hmm. So, so obviously those are something you should plan for you should actually plan for outright um so that yeah yeah you don't don't get any surprises yeah and i can imagine now you are convincing an investor to come and invest with you you've shown him the deal analysis and it's convincing on paper and now you have to constantly be going back to say hey but covid hey but we, we don't have a tenant right now. Tenant has moved out on the 15th. So the same cash flow is not there anymore. Um, that, is, that, that is such a good thing to share. Um, vacancy rate is, 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 is real. Ne? And in COVID, it can go from 8% to actually zero where you are collecting no rent. That's yeah, such a good correct. thing to share. Um, again. So when did you say you bought your first property? Was it... Just in 2019? In 2020. 2020. And yeah. you were 23? Uh, 24. 24. So how many properties do you do you run now? And 
have you stayed with the same strategy when you moved on to the subsequent ones? So I've got, let me say I've got two more. Two more, so yeah. Let's say three. So mm. one is that it is is the one in Sunnyside, and then the other two are in Marshalltown. They are they are Airbnbs. Oh, nice. Yes. Yeah, so with them, we rent out per, per night. Per night. So you've got short-term rentals. Look at that. You are on to strategy number two. So tell tell our listeners. This is so 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 interesting. Why 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 did you, why were you a, um, a contestant at the SAPIN um, Investor of the Year? And which category were you in? Oh, I was, I was in the most growth category, yeah, for Investor oh. of the Year 2021. Sure, sure. And did you win, by the way? No, 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 I didn't win. I didn't win. Oh, okay. But it, wasn't it just good just to, to be nominated for the most growth? Isn't it, isn't it just an amazing place to be in? Yes, that's, that's true. I mean, just being a finalist is, is, is I mean, for, for me, it's big. It's good enough because I, too. It, it also shows, gave, it shows that, you know, all young people out there, that, you know, young people can also invest in property. Nothing is prohibiting us from, investing in property I know, I want us to swiftly move to your second strategy. So you've decided now to do short-term strategy. Why though? Like, you know, multi-lets work very well. Buy and hold (laughs) works very well. (laughs) How did that happen? Was it a conscious thing or is it because these apartments became uh, became available and therefore you decided let's use another strategy how did that become so during my 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 MC, my learning phase my degree phase my varsity phase when i was still learning about property i came across short-term rentals so with short-term rentals um you actually well before covid uh, you pretty much make three times what the rent is so I if know. the rent is if the rent is ten thousand, you can easily make thirty thousand. Absolutely. So, so um, that was something I also wanted to do uh, when given the time. So uh, I got the opportunity just after that property, and then uh, so we we literally rented out a flat, and then we furnished it, and then we put it on Airbnb. So it's rent to rent. We don't own those ones. Oh, you don't even own it. Yes. Look at that how innovative is that <laughs> do you, so to them do the actual owners did you sign an an agreement a contract that says this is what you're going to be using it for and yes, they yes. agree mm-hmm. they, they because know. they know because the biggest fear that i keep getting you know i'm a property men, mentor for 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 beginner mentees and everyone says but landlords don't want to sublet. And I'm just like, you, you just haven't done property networking enough for you to, to have come across uh, uh, landlords like that. Why do you think your landlords are happy to let you do the short term? Now I'm asking you to speculate. Why were they okay with it? Why do well, you think? Well, for us, what we made sure is that we found places that had vacancy uh, for quite a number of months. Aha, uh-huh. there you so, go. So, mm-hmm. 
you know, because they had the same problem I was having of vacancy, we managed to help them out. And they were happy to find a tenant who pays month, uh, rent every of month. Of course. Yeah, right? whether I do a BNB or not, as long as they get paid. Uh, they get paid their rent. full amount, right. Yeah. And, and you see with, with, with a BNB, um, there are places that are actually more safer than with a long-term tenant. Because sure. you're, not, you're not there long enough to ruin the place. They're there for one, two, three nights and then they leave. Yeah. Uh, sometimes they don't even cook. So now when you've got a tenant, they stay there for a year or two. And then when, when you go into the property, uh, some things don't work. The wall needs painting and things like that. It's Airbnb, they're in and out, in and out. So your place is actually taken care of. Mm, I like I like what you're saying. And here's my thing though the Airbnb also strategy requires upfront um, capital because you need to beautify the place so that your place goes up there in in the rental space how did you deal with that um, uh, uh, because another person who's listening they're thinking oh so I have to put in the TV and the sofa and the bed okay how does that even work Okay, well, that's true. You, you are supposed to finish it up. But um, again, uh, I, I did a course first and learned about it before actually doing it. So I learned how to do it, um, let me say, with a tight budget. So to try and spend yes. only three times what the rent is. Yeah. And then, every, I mean, you can get these things at, a, at, at a discounted prices on uh, Facebook Marketplace. So instead of from a shop. So you, it's very easy to find more affordable things online. Absolutely. Absolutely. Really like that. I really like that. Um, there was some learning that happened there. Number two, you got creative. Ne? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's the other thing that I find with people. They think we come from I want to be an investor to becoming an investor. No one counts yeah. this period in between yeah, university, right? We pay yeah. some school fees first and we, 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 we carry on. Oh, again, this is such an incredible thing to, to, to say. Now, now that, and the finance, let's talk about the fi finances again. So for the, for the first one, you used another investor because you had the time and you had the knowledge, but they had the money. On this short-term rental, who, who was investing or do you continue with the same partner? He continues to be the financier. So the, so there was two. The first one was a studio. So I started the studio because it's much cheaper to finish. So that one, um, I was at a point where I could now get a credit card. So I just maxed out my credit card. And awesome. Just, awesome. Uh, Is it paid up now? Ish. Yeah. <laughs> it's getting paid. Yeah. It's, it's getting, getting paid. It's yeah. getting paid. But, but there you are. Money. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. I hear you. Yeah. And then the second one. Oh, so the second one, I, I went back to the same investor, showed them the, the numbers, and then they were happy, and then we find, uh, got the second one. So the second one is a two-bed, two-bath. Oh, okay. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now that you have got two different properties, do you find that the, the occupancy and the rate of renting, is it different from the studio? Which one has got more traffic? So the one that has more traffic is the two bed because what we did is that there's a listing for, you can either book one of the beds or you can book the entire place. So sometimes someone books this bed and books that bed. Sometimes someone books the entire place. Sometimes someone books one bed. So it has more activity in that regard. Is that so? I never knew that could happen even. Yeah, That's so clever, right? (laughs) Ah, <laughs> yeah. uh, you live and learn me I'm staying on the podcast you live and learn that's <laughs> that is such a good thing so in all this time when I'm over again you've never had to go to the bank when you haven't used the bank except their credit card <clears throat> well uh, I have there's still some I'm, I'm currently busy with just not finalized yet but I've sure. managed to to to, to so obviously during those years, I also grew my credit score. My credit score was well over 600 points. And then um, the only other thing other than credit score is, is pay slips. So pay slips and yeah. go hardcore to only pay slip. Well, I create my own. You create your own pay slip, of course. You do. Yeah, you do. No, one, no one pays you. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, let, let me talk about you being an agent, actually. Does, it, um, does being an agent have any bearing or does it give you any opportunity of viewing more properties? Is it, is it, is it, um, is it helping your property investing business at all? Or it's not your area actually that you sell in? Okay, so in the area I sell in, I don't invest. Uh, I, I wouldn't say being an Asian calls directly into my property investing in any way. Yeah. Um, okay. However, though, for me, I, 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 I chose to, 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 make, to be in the property industry every single day. So it's either making money, buying real estate, or selling it. Or selling it. So, so mm-hmm. obviously, when I when I sell more houses, I've got enough money to buy more houses. Of so course. Pers- so personally, for me, it does help uh, uh, grow the property portfolio. But they're not directly related. In any way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear you. I hear you. I went and became an agent. I suck at being an agent, I must tell you. Yeah, it's terrible. Not Ah, it's not not easy. No, I can't (laughs) say it's not easy, though, because there are people that started at the same time as me. And um, there's a certain way they build a funnel. I'm I'm terrible. I suck at it. Can I just remain a mentor? And can I just remain at my job? (laughs) It's it's fine. It's fine. It's fine, really. So, um, Obageng, another millennial that's listening to you is thinking, how do I start? Where do I start? And here's the commonest question they ask. Should I form a formal structure in which to house all my properties? Or should I just go ahead and buy them in my name? What, what is your quick answer to them? Never buy in your name. Never. Never Underline. Name. <laughs> Underline. Bold. Never Italics. 
please, can yeah. we just not? But then your counterparts, having said that, the other agent will say to them, oh, but your company is so new. It has no track record. Obake, what's your short answer? <laughs> <laughs> your, your answer <laughs> is a laugh. <laughs> no, these, these, these agents, hey, agents, hey, agents, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you yeah. are the one who's saying that. It's not me. Yeah. <laughs> hey, these agents, guys, yeah. that's the answer. I meant these agents. Uh, no, the thing is, okay, um, something well in the book, in the book is that you know intelligent people hire people who are more intelligent than them so sure. in, in in the process of you being a property investor you have to hire someone who teaches you how to structure your portfolio mm-hmm. so so uh, your portfolio obviously depends on what your strategy and, and all of that if you, if you want to, yeah if you want to flip do it in a company if you want to buy and hold for, for forever and pass it on to your kids and they pass it on to their kids, uh, structures like trusts are more ideal for it. Absolutely. So, so even though it's brand new, um, a, a, a non-trading entity can qualify for a bond. So you can literally literally register it today and then tomorrow you, 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 you buy a property. Bond. Yes, guys. They, they, they'll use your, your banking details and your finances as the director of the company. To they'll evaluate need, you. Yeah, yeah. they'll also need uh, uh, letters from your auditors to declare in, uh, solvency. And then, yeah, you, you go and then you sign. I'm actually busy with something like that currently. Yeah. So, you being a company, being one year or one day old, doesn't matter. You just need. Uh, the right uh, structures in place and then you can make it work. Totally. Oh my goodness. I'm glad, I'm glad it gets it gets to be said by yourself because there are lots of other young people who are listening and they're like, ah, but they're going to ask me for how long have I worked? Even the very fact that you don't even work your company is still going to be able to buy and hold in a, in a company. I'm so glad yeah. you said that. But here's my other important one that I want us to deal with in terms of structures. Now you have had your financier, the one that provides the equity, the cash um, to buy and to refurbish the other Airbnb. How have the two of you handled how you handle your money or the profits or whatever is being made? So what we do is we obviously collect the rentals and then uh, we both leave a certain portion. Let me say 20% of our, our, of our earnings we leave uh, in the entity so that we can pay for innovations and things like that. And then we split 50-50. So the... Okay. Um, yeah, I keep 50% of that and then the other 50 is uh, the loan repayment. Oh, okay. But you are saying an entity. How did the entity come about? Who owns the entity? That's oh, important. So, so, that oh, detail so, is exactly what's important. So what we did is we, we, we well, I formed a trust because um, I'm buying to hold. And then yeah. what I did is that uh, the trust got a loan from the investor. Okay. Yes. So, so essentially, the the, the 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 trust owes the investor, not me. 
Okay. Yes. Yeah. So the two of you have got two separate entities, but that have come together as a business. Yes. Yes. So they sure. obviously have, have, have what they do and then I have what I'm doing. Absolutely. Absolutely. So guys, that's, that's, that's such an important thing because there will be some businesses that you set up for cash flow, some businesses that you set up for appreciation or some some that you want to buy and hold for a long, long time. And we can't handle the whole structuring on this podcast. But what is important, as you can see, Ubageng and his partner uh, are using their company names to trade with each other, right? That's, that's very important. Yeah. So um, what other tribe you keep you keep referring to your mentor, you keep referring to your financier. Who else in your tribe, um, Ubaking, has helped you to stay on course, even on the days when the contractors are really messing you up? Who's who has helped your journey and your building of, of this portfolio? Hey, uh... You have many people, hey, to thank. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you know, but um, also I'd say it's my younger sibling. So my younger brother is the one who handles the Airbnbs. So he's normally dealing with disasters and all of that. Then really? How yeah. old is he? He's two years younger than me, so he's 23 now. He's 23? Yeah. Then the so you've already... You've already inducted him and, and and made sure that he understands property just like that. Doesn't have a choice. Yeah. yeah. Is he studying? Yeah, he just finished uh, his, his diploma this year, but he wants to go back to school next year. Sure. So so it's ideal. So when he's not at school, he's busy with the Airbnbs. Okay. So yeah. he handles the handing over the key making sure it's cleaned out yes 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 the day to day <laughs> the so, day to day uh-huh. yeah i i always tell them that you know um if you look at uh um the multiples yeah uh the older sister uh bridget Ratebe, she's a billionaire absolutely and then we've got uh, patrice who's also a billionaire sure and then uh, the younger sister, Dr. Mzebe, she's married yeah. to Sir Ramaphosa, who's a billionaire. Exactly. So, so I always tell them that, you see, it's not a mistake that they're just billionaires all around. So um, so I taught them at a young age that, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to carry you along. So you guys have no choice but to learn. Uh, you'll thank me one day when you reach. You have put it so well. The Ackermans own pick and pay. And it is the Ackermans. They yes. keep changing, they keep changing their roles. Who chairs the pick and pay group? It's always right. an Ackerman, right? Oppenheimer, same thing. Oppenheimer, same, same. Yeah, I am I'm, I'm so impressed with that. So your younger sister handles the keys and when there is a leakage in Pretoria in Sunnyside, yes. the younger yes. brother runs the FPMPs. Okay, that is that is that is so good to hear. Are there any other professionals that help you then now that these ones are your <laughs> I like the I like your property managers. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> do they get paid? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, they do. do. They do? Okay. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Um, so, so what would you say um, the Airbnb, you said sometimes you are able to make three times the income from them? Uh, three times the rental that is required, actually. Yes, under normal non cost Under normal circumstances, of course. Mm. And 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 in Johannesburg, Marshalltown, you you still get that. I thought it was just Bosentin and places that are central to to how train and whatever that that make that sort of income. Uh there where we are. There's not much competition. There's just a hotel nearby and a couple of Airbnbs as well nearby. So uh, it helps us in that regard. But yeah, now, of yeah. course, it's Marshalltown. Uh, it's a short drive to Mawoning, short drive to Brown. Oh, I see. And then there's also, we also get a lot of international people, people from France and all of that who actually come uh, to our apartments because it, it's on Gandhi Square. So they can see Main Street awesome. and, and all these things. So awesome. it's ideal awesome. for, for tourists. For tourists. That's such yes. a, so so Airbnb is a location. It's a location intensive uh, business as well, hey? Yes, yes. Location is everything. Okay. You have to yeah. make sure your location is, is, is proper because if you get the location wrong, you obviously won't make money. Yeah. It can be in some little dark corner. No, no, no. Yeah. And would you say the tribe that helps you in in the multi-led business, because that's a different strategy from Airbnb, is the same? Do you find that it's 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 it it is the same people who help that business? What is what is key for an Airbnb who is the biggest person that that you would say without that person, that business falls flat? Okay, so fund- fundamentally, um, yeah, they 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 are they are similar, but they are the same. So, yeah, mm-hmm. it is short term rental, but it's still a property business. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd like to believe in, 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 in if if you be a, a property investor, maybe thirty years in your investing journey, at least right. once. Once you're gonna dabble into maybe guest houses or buy a hotel. Sure. So so for me, that's how I see it. It's just Airbnb is a new way of hotels and all of that, but it it's still fundamentally a guest house or, or yeah. a hotel to be. Right. So so how, that's how I looked at it. That you know what, long term I'll probably wanna buy a hotel. So uh, it's best to start with. Uh, these small things and then and then grow from there so so uh, the structuring the i'd say the structuring is still the same i still use the same people to structure both businesses the difference would be let me say the 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 mentor the teacher so i have a different teacher for for my airbnb who does strictly airbnb and then i have different mentors and teachers for for um, traditional multi-late investing so sure. when I want to speak Airbnb, I speak with her. When I want to speak uh, long-term, I speak with them. So that, that's the difference. You've, you've nailed it. I, I really like that. I really like that. There's a young um, gentleman that we interviewed here who owns a hotel here in Johannesburg on episode 77, Gabriel. He owns this house in, in observatory somewhere. And he, he said the same thing. 
for a certain type of teacher, you go to a certain university. When you want to study medicine, you go to a medical university, right? You don't go to the School yes. of the Arts, right? Yes. So that's, yes. that's such an incredible thing too. I hadn't thought of it in that way exactly. But this, this, this is such an incredible thing. Um, is there anything that's juicy that you want to tell us about Airbnb that, that has been a challenge? Get white sheets. <laughs> Get white sheets? <laughs> Why? Don't get blue or brown sheets. Oh, God. No matter yeah. how tempting it is, never, never choose a different color, uh, baby. Uh, white is easy to maintain. It doesn't matter how dirty it is. You just pour it in the, in the washing machine with cheek and then whatever stains, they come out. Now, yeah. with, with these gray ones, these other colors, anytime... Once you wash them three, four, five times, they start looking like they. Yeah. <laughs> so white is perfect. White, you, you know, every time you rewash it, it looks almost brand new. So. Oh, your Airbnb uh, get white sheets. <laughs> yeah, don't never make a mistake. <laughs> Oh my God, it's so incredible. This this is such a this is such a lovely uh, podcast to go through, and we don't get too many millennials agreeing to come to the podcast because most people want to wait until I don't know their portfolio is twenty million. Yeah. And really, this yeah. is this is this is when you teach, and I really hope you get to the ambition of your hotel because I know you will. Don't wait until you have a hotel with hundred rooms. Start with six rooms maybe and, and and go from there but yeah. this has been such an incredible segment yeah yes that's true yeah yeah i want us to go on to the next segment of the show so because i'm full right now on to the next segment of our show magical feedback from our hosts where our hosts share their three takeaways from today's episode. Hey, hey, property magicians. I love, 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 love this episode. We are going to see and we are going to do my takeaways. And my take the takeaways today are only going to be three because there's only one of me and um, Vangile is not here. So I'm going to do three takeaways, even though I have got about nine takeaways that I learned from Uba Gang. So let's start with the takeaways so that you and I can get into this. Firstly, um, Uba Gang, I like this takeaway so much. I, I, want to, I want to talk about it because it keeps coming up so many times. So Obageng is about 24, 25 years old. He started a YouTube, um, a YouTube uh, channel that is called Ben Malabile YouTube channel. And he started talking about property and how to invest in property. He's a young guy. He spent the three years, 2017 up to 2020, learning about property, attending master classes, getting himself a mentor, one informal, one formal mentor, and he started this YouTube strategy. And his investor, the person that 
gave him capital to buy his very first property, found him via the YouTube channel. This guy used to listen to Ben Malapile and he decided this young man has got chutzpah, he's got resilience, and I am willing to, to co-invest with him. And that's how Ben bought his first property, his very, very first property. That was an apartment in Sunnyside that has been converted into an, a, a multi-let, which is cash flow flowing today, 5,000 rands. So my learning there is you don't wait until you are perfect at something. You don't wait until you have got a portfolio of 10 million before you start teaching others and showing others that what you have learned, because that's all he did. He was sharing what he was learning in the property investment uh, business long before he even owned a first property. So our society tends to criticize us a lot. We don't start when we know what we know, and we, we listen to others asking us, who do you think you are? Who did Ben think he is? He was just a young person who's learning property investment and he decided to share. I really, really, really get inspired by stories like that. And I really like that. All right. So I like my takeaway, <laughs> my takeaway number two, which is we actually whenever we are investing in property investment, we actually are solving the next person's problem, right? The next person's problem is solved by what we invest in. He was speaking about short-term uh, short rentals. And he says the landlords that he is renting from, they had their apartments that had been standing vacant for many, many months, right? For three, six months, seven months, even almost a year. And those landlords were quite happy to just have someone renting their apartments. And that's how he got into property investment, into short-term rentals. So those landlords were quite happy to sign a contract. They are going to get their rental. Let's say they are getting a rental of 8,000 rents. They know their 8,000 will be there. They even signed the addendum that allows him and his, and, and, and his brothers to run an Airbnb from those apartments. So remember, sometimes property investing, if you see it purely as you are buying, I am selling, you are buying, you, you are renting from me. It isn't about that. There are other problems. You'll find that the landlord is busy. The landlord doesn't live in the country. The landlord um, has run into other problems. They are not concentrating on how to find the tenant, how to keep a tenant, and how to property uh, maintain that property. He comes in, he solves their problem, tenants the place, whether it's short-term, whether it's long-term, landlords are willing to sign that. So they have, so, they have solved the vacancy problem that the landlord has. And they are running a short-term rental, but they are making money from it. All right. So remember, so that remind, that's a reminder for us that when you are investing, 
or when you set up a business, because when you see your property investment portfolio as a business, remember what you are trying to solve. You are trying to solve an accommodation problem for someone or a vacancy rate for the landlord or what are you solving, right? And some people like myself who don't like hotels, Airbnbs work better. I want my own bathroom. I want to be able to fry an egg when I want to. So that's what we are solving here. My last takeaway, not because it's my last takeaway. Maybe I'll take the liberty, the executive liberty of doing four takeaways. <laughs> Maybe I'll do that. Maybe I'll do that. Um, so let's look at um, my takeaway number three. My takeaway number three is so critical in our property investing journeys. We invest in property because we want to leave a legacy that makes sense and not a legacy of debt, but a legacy of real wealth. What Obageng um, has done here is he has spoken to his younger brother who does the day-to-day -day running of the Airbnbs in, in, in Marshalltown here in Johannesburg. And his younger sister has been enrolled, has been roped in so that she can deal with the day-to-day -day tenant uh, problems in Pretoria at the other property that they, uh, they have bought and held in, in, in Pretoria. And for me, when he spoke about the tribe, he even made an example about the Mutsipes. The Mutsipes are the multi-millionaires of South Africa. Um, one of them is a mining mogul. There are doctors in there. And the, 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 the one lady who is married to our president in South Africa is also a Mutsipe. And for us, for, to perpetuate wealth, we really need continuity. And when all of us understand the importance of our, of our business, I'm sure Obagain's siblings now understand where the bread comes from, where the bacon they are eating comes from. It comes from these properties because they are brother read a book, set up a YouTube channel, spoke to a financier, then there was a property, then there was property number two, then there was property number three. So for me, property investing is so enrolling because it's, it's, it's easy, transferable um, education to the next and to the next and to our younger kids and to our younger siblings. I really, really, really honor him for doing that. Like I said, I'm going to take an executive <laughs> decision here where I am going to do a takeaway number four because I can and uh, because Vangile is not here. He's, he gave us a, a tip about um, the Airbnb and he says, always buy white sheets. If you didn't learn anything else from what he is saying for his short-term property um, business, there are things that he has learned with Airbnb, buy white sheets, because you can always wash them clean and they are come, their color doesn't come off. So it is, it is a good thing. The second thing in the, short in the short rental business, what he has done is he went and found another mentor because, because I'm a property mentor, I cannot claim to be a mentor of everything. There's no way I can mentor in everything. So there's someone who does the niche 
of short-term rentals and Airbnb strategy. And he went and paid someone to teach him that strategy so that he can employ it. And he always goes back to that mentor and to the YouTube channels that speak about that strategy specifically. So ladies and gentlemen, I end it here. I took an executive decision to give you four takeaways instead of three today because my co-host co is not here. Now on to the journey to magical expansion, where we ask our guests the same five questions we ask every guest. Welcome to the next segment of the show. Obake, thank you for staying with me. Um, we are going to the journey to magical expansion. This is the segment of the show where we ask five personal questions to our guests. We get up close and personal in this one. So um, welcome to this segment. So Obake, my first question to you on the magical expansion is what book changed your life? What book did you read that absolutely twisted your head and made, made you decide uh, mathematics and mathematical science? Okay, I'm going to do something else. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was rich and poor day by Robert Kiyosaki. Was it? Was it? Yeah. Was it easy to read? Yeah. Was it that easy to? Yeah. Yeah. It in two days. Sure. Who gave you Rich Dad, Poor Dad? Or how did you even stumble on it? So, um, so at the time, I was a Forex trader. So before the whole property thing, I, I see. part of the, you know, the Forex traders trying to be mm -hmm. a 21-year-old millionaire. So, okay, okay. <laughs> um, during, so there's, you know, there's a lot of free time when you're trading. And then one of my friends, uh, he's like, hey, man, just check this book out. So immediately when he sent it to me, I went through the, the preface. And then next thing I was halfway through the book. <laughs> and then, okay, I paced myself, finished it the next day. And then I never looked back. After, you know, for me, that book, uh, I think everyone should read that book. It should be compulsory in school because in schools, uh, the, the information that they teach there is so powerful and you know, um, you know, when I read that book, I was so angry at my parents that why did they not find this book? Why did they not give me this book earlier? If my parents read this book, I would have grown up living a different life. If if they taught me that book when I was younger, you know, things would have been different. So so for me, it was a game changer. It taught me that you know, um, every I was financially illiterate, as the book says. I. I Sure. I knew nothing about money. I thought I did, but I didn't. So yeah. it taught me that you know, um, poor people, poor people spend all their money on their expenses. I even have these things on my wall. So you do. Like, Let me see. Wall. Oh my God, guys! I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> poor people. Poor people. Poor people. Uh, 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 think they are buying assets when they are buying. Consumer, consuming assets that are not yes, assets really yes. oh my so goodness you, so you see and then middle yeah. class people um you know they buy liability thinking that they assets and then rich people spend their their money buying income generating assets so 
that's you know after reading that book that's i decided that yeah this is the direction i'm taking i'm going to buy property that's why i don't flip because the whole purpose of the book isn't about flipping but about building cash flow and building cash wealth flow. so that's, that's the book that changed everything for me Absolutely. But Obakeng, when you had started already, you had found a trade to say, let me trade. You were always looking for cash flow. Well, trading, I wasn't, uh, tr- trading wasn't a cash flow thing. Trading was, I want to be rich. If you come across any trader, that's how they are. Um, uh, trying to be the youngest millionaire, uh, being fleshy and all of that, like, that's what I wanted to, to, to be too, you know, mm. drive a million rent car, stay with 10 million. Oh, okay. No, that whole life. And right, then, right. You know, after reading the book, I realized that, no, man, I'm going to be taking, spending all these years making this money and then I'm going to spend my money on liabilities, you see? So, I so that's when I, I, I actually see. even started distancing myself from that because from the forex, yes, because mm. the book I learned that okay, this this is what wealth is. Hundred years ago, the richest people were property investors. Investors, today, I today, agree. 79% are property investors, and even in future, it's gonna be like that. So, no, property will, will, will forever be uh, uh, one of the best investment vehicles. So, True. you know, after rich dead, poor dead, that's the line i'm gonna take you can even I go see. up on it you know you can even go up plus you stay here in in what's this um in west trend uh there's that mountain what's it called north cliff um hill north cliff hill yeah yes when you're up there uh um i always uh, i i used to go there with my siblings and I, I always used to tell them that you see when you're up here there's only two things you can see when you're on a mountain uh there's literally only two things you can see you can right. see trees and you can see property. Property. Everything so else. <laughs> you can't see the you can't see the highway. You can't see the cars. You, they they're all in between, hiding underneath. <laughs> so so I like saying that you see uh, uh, the trees are the houses for the birds, and then the property is the houses for the for the people. Awesome. So I've never heard of it that house, way. Right. So as long as need, people need houses, they'll forever be um, wealthy property investors. Wow, I've never heard it said that way, like that. So it really shifted your mindset. So what keeps you inspired every day then, Obakeng? What um, keeps you inspired? Uh, let me say I'm a YouTube junkie. So, Is um, it? Yeah, I'm mm. always on YouTube. Mm. Um, mm. My lady always complains that I'm always on YouTube. I don't want to watch Netflix with her. I'm I'm always listening to podcasts. My TV is used for YouTube also only. I like you that. See? Yeah, yeah, I'm always on, on podcasts. I'm always on, on, on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. And obviously I spend a lot of time um listening and looking and reading about other successful people and how they got there. So sure. that's always inspiring. I mean, inspiring. like entering entering the Best of the year competition. I came across investors who are doing big things. They own, they own buildings and things like that. So sure. that's also very, very inspiring. Sure, sure. That is amazing. I know you are young in this journey, but still, what do you wish you had known and done before embarking on your journey? What do you wish you had known before? 
Um, I wish I had known about credit when I was still in varsity, probably when I was in matrix. So that when I go to varsity, the first thing I do is go open a credit card and start building my Me credit too. Card. Yeah. Aye. That's, that's, you know, when I learned, when I finally learned about credit, I was actually, oh, why didn't I do it all along? And, yeah. you know, growing up the way I, I, I grew up, I was told that, uh, Things happen. I literally remember when I used to walk past Busbotsini, Coco uh, Headfield, and then they would like, "Hey, come open an account." Then I was like, "What account?" <laughs> I know. <laughs> and you think you're opening an account, and then I'm gonna stuck, get stuck with it without without paying and there are ways actually of opening accounts for our kids so that they can start building a credit score even if they are not actively buying in that account again so have you taught your younger sister and your younger brother have you opened Uh, they already know they They already already know yeah they've already started growing their credit amazing amazing i i actually um I really like what you are saying because there is a, there is an innovative group of kids that I went to adjudicate it after. After is a it's an innovative university. I really yeah, like after, you know after right, and I went to adjudicate some projects of the finalists, and the, there was this group that was actually doing a what their project and their concept was about um, building. A, a friendly economic system where students can already be taught about credit and own credit cards so that they can spend while they are in their student years so that by the time they finish they've bought they've built some sort of a <clears throat> some sort of a yeah you have got a profile at the banks and they know who you are and and also then it would teach them how to because you do get pocket money Mama sends you 500 rands, you spend it via the card so that your card keeps running and you, you know, we can see your spending habits and you learn. Of course, when you're a student, you're going to blow it up. It's going to be zero, zero. It's going to run to minus, whatever. But, you know, mama keeps giving 500. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. I like that. And you spoke about your credit score earlier and you said it's well above 600. You know that the national one is at 581, the average national credit score. Ah, That's amazing. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. So I, I am very impressed with that. What else do you still need to learn in property, Obaking? I'm going to learn up until the day I die. About? And I'm going to learn up until the day I die. I okay, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> the more you learn, the more you earn. That's the thing. I really, and like you say, when you went to the Sapin event, what you were blown away by is what amazing things other people are doing, right? Yes. And you know, you know the, 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 the journey is long, but you at least have touched someone, you know, personally that you know who is doing amazing. Yes. Now you, yeah, you said you, you spend a lot of time on YouTube and stuff. Can you share with our listeners um, what are the two good places that you go to on YouTube or who are the people that you follow closely? 
<laughs> it depends what it depends on the day yeah, yeah. no not, yeah. not necessarily the day like it depends if, if so i mean youtube is a library so it depends it on what i want to learn on the day some days i want to learn why is a trust better than uh, than your own name so sure. you google that and then you find a lawyer who shows you and then on another day i want to know how Airbnbs are performing in Australia, and then I look for an Australian uh, uh, Airbnb thingy. So they 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 change based on what I want to learn. So now, obviously, because I re- I just started being an agent and I'm, I'm developing with that, I spend a lot of time looking at other top producing agents. Uh, in, in, yeah, in in what's this in America, looking at what what they do every day, how they spend their time, how they how they get business so there's this guy his name is brandon malrenin i I don't know how to say his name properly but i watch a lot of his videos because of being an agent and then also mike ferry yeah i watch a lot of mike ferry Um, oh mike ferry yeah yeah. he teaches you about the funnels and stuff eh? yes and then yeah 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 yeah, Mm -hmm. and then and then with, with 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 property mostly property i i I listen to a podcast called Bigger Pockets. They also do have YouTube videos as well. Love Bigger Pockets. Yeah. So Love yeah, Bigger I Pockets. Have, I've listened to so many of those episodes. Everyone on this, everyone on this, on this podcast knows that Vangile and I started started um, listening to Bigger Pockets way back in 2017, and that's how we gave birth to our YouTube for to our podcast. Right, oh, nice. because as you listen to bigger pockets and they use terminal American terminology of registering an LLC and you get this loan and that loan, and we almost thought they don't exist in Africa or in South Africa. And the reason why we set up this podcast was exactly for that reason that our people need to hear it in our language and the language of Africa and South Africa, right? And that's how. That's how this. That's how um, property magicians was born, and it was it was inspired by bigger pockets. We we wanted an African bigger pockets. So here we yeah. are. Yeah. yeah. So it shows that great minds think alike. So you see, I've, I've, I've and I've been. I think I started listening to bigger pockets also in twenty seventeen. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. I think I think they set up a good library there and I, I I really hope we're going to be doing that because you need to hear it in your own language from someone that represents you and your circumstances um, but looking this has been such an incredible thing I want to ask you the last last question what were you hoping to achieve by coming to this podcast you can ask for anything anything what do you hope <laughs> this podcast does for you personally for your business um for our people what do you what's your aspiration well, well okay i wasn't looking for anything but uh now that i wanna, ask yeah if you <laughs> want to find out more about property investing you can just uh search ben malabile on youtube um, ben malabile yes Okay. So yeah, that's my YouTube name, and then okay. uh, I've got a few videos there. And then, other than that, um, I'm, well, I'm an agent in. in, in oh, you are. Yes. yes. So anyone who wants to buy or sell a property, please contact me. 
Where do they find you? Okay, email so email or WhatsApp number or phone number. Uh, well, ish, I've learned uh, I've learned not to give out my number too much. That's okay. I always get calls. Uh, but you can email me at ben.m at harkos.co.za. Ben.m at That's cool. That is cool. There you have it, uh, people. And that was Ben Ubakeng Malabile, who is who is an agent, property investor, and a um and a nominee at the investor of the year at Sapin, yeah, in the growth category. And he is he's teaching his 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 younger siblings about property investing. That for me is legacy right there, Ben. It's a gift that you can give to people without spending too much money. Yeah. Yes. And thank true. you so, so much for coming. And thank you for, like I said, thank you for trusting me on DM without, without, but I put my story very clearly why I'm contacting you, right? Yes, yes. Please, you should please send me the link so that I can listen to. Um, we shall do. Yeah. We shall do. Thank you for this. Thank you for listening, Property Magicians. My name is Vangile Makwakwa, and I am your host on the show. I help people heal their ancestral money stories so that they can fall in love with their bank accounts, become financially free, and live their best lives. So if you would love to increase your income, or you'd love to pay off your debts and increase your savings, contact me. You can contact me on the Wealthy Money website at wealthy-money.com. Again, wealthy-money.com. Or you can email me at vangile at wealthy-money.com. Again, vangile at wealthy-money.com. Find me on Facebook on the Wealthy Money group or on the Wealthy Money page or find me on Twitter and Instagram as vangile makwakwa. Now over to my co-host. Thank you for listening. I am Dr. Miranda Prop Doc, Doc Mum on all the social media platforms on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I'm the host of Property Magicians Podcast and I'm a property mentor. I mentor newbie property investors to help them to begin and to take action. Your journey into property investment begins with me from property registration, from property company registration to picking the correct strategy that suits where you are at. Find me on my inbox at miranda at wealthy-money.com. Again, inbox me at miranda at wealthy-money.com if you want me to help you start your property journey.